Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Let's start episode 322 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Rob. And he writes, Hello, Oshra and Vidas. Today, I have a few things to share with you that relate to subjects that both of you discussed in recent Secrets of Organ Playing podcasts. Please feel free to use it as a ammo, ammunition, to elaborate on as you see fit. 1. Accompanying the congregation in singing. This is something that I've been doing for almost 45 years now. When I accompany a choir, I'll have to obey the SATB setting of the songs. When I accompany the people, I can basically make up my own harmonies. What I do is this. One of my ears listens to the organ. The other ear listens to the singing of the congregation. Now, in the middle of my head, I bring the two together. I always make sure that I am just a fraction of a beat ahead, so I can give them the next note, the next tone that they need to sing. This way, you can also control the the pace of the song, because congregations are inclined to slow down in singing, and it's best not to allow this. So, split listening and being just ahead of the people is key in accompanying. And of course, make sure that the melody of the song can be heard clearly. 2. On improvisation. I discovered that there is a part in my brain that always creates music. All I need to do is tune into it and listen to what's playing in my head at that moment can be a melody, can be a harmonized piece of music. When I listen to it, I can get my right hand to immediately produce the melody that I hear. I'm not yet good enough to immediately produce the harmonics that I hear with both hands, so I must take it slow. That is, play the melody and often harmonizing it as well, bring it out in the right hand and find supporting harmony, chords, etc. in the left hand and pedal. 
I change between playing on two manuals and playing on one manual where I get to bring the two hands together while developing on the keyboard what I hear in my head. This works wonderful, wonderful, wonderfully well. And I do make it a habit of improvising 10 to 15 minutes every time I play the organ. Also, before service, I make time to improvise for about 5 minutes. Make sense to you guys? Enjoy the weekend. Kind regards, Rob. So, Osha, these two questions, one is about accompanying congregation and about improvisation. I think it's really on track what he's suggesting about accompanying the congregation. I think it's very much on track. Actually, that's what I would do if I would accompany congregation. But of course, you know, one 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 part of of this part of question, you know, reminded me how actually we were kicked off the church because you didn't want to play slower for congregational accompaniment. I was split second ahead, or more than split second ahead. True, and you know, we received so many complaints, especially with us. And people would ask me to play services more often because I played slower and listened to them more. But with us just didn't want to give up and wanted to keep his own tempo. And well, at that time we were very young and probably not as... Wise as we are now, yes? Yes, today we would play in <laughs> Lento Tempo. So this was, I guess, probably 20 or even more years ago. Yes, today we would play everything like Albert Schweitzer did. Well, now I guess, you know, if this would be in nowadays, I probably even wouldn't take such a job. Wow, that's 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 even better. Mm. True, but actually, yes, the, the congregation tries to slow things down. But also, if it's not a job, if somebody just asks you to fill in, you know, like like a friend, substitute, just once, and would you slow down, or would you lead ahead? Well, that's a good question. I would probably lead ahead. What would you do? I would uh, lead ahead, yes. Uh, you see, at that time we didn't have our doctorate degrees. Now we have doctorate degrees. And uh, to anybody who is complaining, we can... Uh, Show our diploma. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, complain to the, to the rector of uh, University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. But actually, you know, you just need to be reasonable. If, you know, your tempo and congregation tempo is very different, you need to think about it, why this happens. Because, you know, maybe you chose too fast tempo for that particular hymn. And you need to think if this happens all the time and maybe you need to listen yourself from from a side, make a recording of it. Because, you know, 
the tempo might differ slightly, but it cannot be very different. Mm-hmm. And when you are accompanying congregation, always try to sing too. That way you will get the right feeling of the tempo. And sing energetically, because some congregations, like the one we were talking about, were singing like at a funeral. I know, Always. we were dragging each note. If you, let's say, the hymn is written in quarter note values, yes? And we would make a whole note from a quarter note. And it was just, you know, impassable to survive. They would breathe with every word. True, with every note. Or every note. Maybe that's original, um, historically correct way of I, I don't know, but it was just, you know, a nightmare. Because remember what Pamela Reuter-Finstra told us a little bit about her research with, I think, singing psalms in in the back in the day, that they were singing them really, really extremely slow. Well, but that was, you know, what, a few, a few hundred years ago. Right. But we are, you know, in the 21st century now. We drive fast cars. Well, we cannot, you know, take service that it's longer than one hour. We eat fast food. True. Everything is fast. Well, and fast death awaits of us, yes? And the mass is no longer three hours long. Like it was before Tridentine's time. True, so I don't know, like, for me it seems that everything needs to be balanced. So, and everybody needs to be reasonable. So, and I'm talking about tempo too. It cannot be too fast and it cannot be too slow. And... I think you need to take a breath after each phrase, but not after each note. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you can sing a phrase in one breath, then... Then I think your tempo is fine. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Let's go to the second part of the question about improvisation. Uh, Rob seems to have a constant creative flow in his head right and whenever he wants to tune into it and uh, catch those melodies this remind me uh, of a, of a saying or, or a quote by david lynch remember the yes, director remember. Yes. of the movie or the tv series called twin peaks twin peaks yes um he says that We don't create ideas. We catch ideas. They are out there someplace, floating, you know, in the ether or someplace, I don't know where. But in when we are in a right state of mind, we can tune in and those ideas will come to us. But do you think those ideas would help you to make... A good harmonic accompaniment to the melody that just came to your mind? 
Oh, you need specific knowledge and, you know, skills. Oh, that's your harmony part, theory part saying, right? Yes. Uh, I know what you're leaning to, but I, I believe some people can play intuitively with both hands and even pedals, uh, but it takes completely different state of mind than we are constantly observing in everyday life. I think uh, if you, for example, would observe uh, people who meditate, that could be like a playing or sounding meditation. If people could do that, then they could play with both hands also without really understanding what they play, but intuitively. But that's a different mentality, Osha. You're talking about the logical procedures, right? True. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, because you are improvising so much, uh, do you think that all that uh, history, your history, personal history, of you know, of learning, learning harmony, learning theory, uh, is it helping you or is it harming you uh, when you're improvising? Mm-hmm. You see, I also taught at Cirlonis uh, National School of Art for 12 years until this year. And all those years I taught either solfege, which is entertaining, or music theory. So basically, those terms and procedures, modes, chords were part of my daily routine with kids. And therefore, they were ingrained in my memory, too. Uh, When I first started teaching, I had to think consciously, what is this mode, how it's constructed, what what is this inversion of the chord? I, I was not that fluent. But now, I don't have to think anymore, of course, and it's part of my... Part of my nature, probably. And when I'm playing intuitively on the organ, like improvising spontaneously, this former background or training comes in into the forefront, too, without even me noticing. So for other people, probably they do need to study theory and harmony, for for many years until this is spontaneous for them enough. What would you tell for people who who don't want to learn theory? Maybe they're not committed enough. Maybe organ playing or improvising on the organ is not important in you know uh, that important to them. Maybe they don't want to improve that much. Because, you know, in my daily life, as you know, teaching this uh, harmony theory and solfege for, you know, for various instrumentalists and, you know, choir conductors and piano performers and now, you know, teaching in, in that organ school, I always get this big, big confrontation. So basically, I'm, I'm in a war. Mm-hmm. In a constant war, and you know it's getting, it's getting tiresome. <laughs> I know how you feel, 
it's difficult uh, when you are the only soldier on the battlefield. Right? I know. <laughs> and nobody is really supporting you. Even your colleagues, they support you on, uh, you know, on certain conditions. Because, yes, they, they need to teach theory and think that theory is important, harmony is important. But they're not performance, they're not creators, and they they don't apply them these concepts in practice. And uh, they really can't really make a good argument to the kids. Why do they need this? Well, yes, but I'm a performer too. But You can, because you use it every day. But still nobody listens, so it seems like a hopeless business. I think people always listen to the authority, right? Whoever is authority to you, Olivia Latrie, so <clears throat> or George Ritchie, if they tell you something important, you listen, right? But if, if your colleagues says to you something which you disagree with, then you kind of are critical. And this is understandable. Everybody does this. So your kids would probably need to find authority from their circle, maybe their friends. But, you know, actually, it didn't happen, you know, last year or a year before. But right from this school year, when I come to school earlier, like a half an hour before first class, 7.30 a.m., I hear that kids are listening from their smartphones to a music and dancing and mm -hmm. making fun and it's usually pop music so I guess I'm not the right authority because I think we're authorities maybe Lady Gaga or whatever else then we should invite Lady Gaga to visit our <laughs> school <laughs> right? yes <laughs> do you think she would tell that we need to study harmony and solvage? no but she would tell them that they need to create songs Remember, we, we just watched the movie A Star is Born and we were really moved. True, but actually these songs that she composed for this movie were not in that style that she created on her daily basis for her pop performances. Uh -huh. But this was still the same person, you see. True. So, I don't know. But um, sure, it's maybe we will not in, be able to invite Lady Gaga to the school tonight just yet, but how about this? Are you keeping in touch with your former students on Facebook, let's say? Yes, with some. Some, uh, some students who were good at school, on, good in theory and, and harmony. Do you think we believe that, you know, the harmony helps them in somebody else? So, whenever... I'm even afraid of asking that. Because I might get depressed. But that would be the truth. And uh, it, <laughs> the truth liberates you, right? Always. Whatever. And then I would have to quit school as well, as you did, yes? Mm, I quit Then I would find out that nobody, you know, actually <laughs> needs harmony. No, no, no. I, I, what I really think, those few students who graduated and now are continuing their education or are or already professional musicians, 
if I think some of them really understands now what you did for them in later in early years, and if you invited them to come back to to the to to talk to their former peers, and you know like like um, like a, give a speech like motivational speech, they would probably inspire. Uh, current students even better than you could because our young people of today would suddenly understand that these graduates were in, in sitting in, in their um, pews true I'll think about it think about it and just ask on Facebook you know a few people and see what they come up with All right, guys, lots of ideas for the future, not only for us, but hopefully for you too, because we love helping you grow. So please keep sending us your lovely questions and feedback. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi, Vida Thank you, guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. 
Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.